Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Today's guest is Roland. I love chatting with him. We go into how he created multiple seven-figure businesses and how he felt like there was still something missing. And we go into his journey, how he got into coaching, and how he helps his clients get freedom of time and and freedom of money as well, and so much more. So let's get started. So thank you so much, Roland, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to know about your story. How did you get to the place you're at right now? So good question. I cannot tell you how many times I have tried to put this into words that really resonate with practical advice that people can use. I think every time you look at it in a new, with a new lens, you see different things that made you where you, that has brought you to where you are. And every time that I have these new things that I learn, I look back and that narrative changes as what made me uh, unique, special, saved me, whatever it was. If I had to summarize one thing that would help someone who's younger become successful, it would be to change your view around success and really find out, really find out what your definition is. Because I think as a young person, we are chasing someone else's view of success and we find ourselves unhappy, unsatisfied, or in a place we just don't want to be because we just didn't stop for a second and define it for ourselves. Because success, I mean, I love how we just even say that. What made you successful? It's like, uh, wow, what a compliment. I'm successful. Wow. You know, I'm I'm so honored to hear that from them. But at the same time, we say that word so passively and we don't stop and think, what do we actually want to build? Because then we end up building a life that we don't want to live by accident or a business we don't want to run. And what's your definition of success? (laughs) Great question. You know, let me start by saying this. Be okay with and understand that your definition of success is going to change as you grow. So doing the best you can with what you know right now, what you think success is, is the, is the best place to start. So that being said, my vision of success has changed a lot with, with what I've learned and, and where I've, and what, what I've grown into. So right now, 
my vision of success is to position my life so that all that I am creating is work from my heart and my soul and work that's very important to me and connecting with those people who need it. Now to go deeper so that 20 year olds and 30 year olds can understand what I mean by that, you need to remove all the bullshit that's keeping you from being able to do that. Money stories, relationship stories, stories that were burned into your head from your upbringing. So yes, you need to arrive at that place where you're sharing you and your work with people who need it. That's success to me. But in order to get there, oh, I had to free myself from money, free myself from time. You know, what I just said is a full-time job plus. I mean, it takes, I put 60 hours a week into sharing me and my soul with other people who need it. It just looks more fun because I'm on the beach, I'm in a float tank, I'm learning Spanish. Because part of me being me is me being me. So really, how much work do I do? Four or five hours a week, to be honest with you. Not that much, maybe 10 if I'm feeling it. But being me is the work. And I think that's the secret to a lot of people, at least my version of success, is, is living a life by design and living my best life and then sharing those gifts with other people. That's where I'm, that's what, well, at least right now, that's what I'm working on. And how did you get to the point where you can only work like, you know, five, 10 hours a week? Have you always been doing it that way or? No, um, you can. And that, and that is, you don't need to, there's a, there's a, there's a story that people believe that you need to all, all those sayings that we've heard, right? You, uh, you got to spend money to make money. You've got to work hard. You got to put in your time, blah, 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 all this stuff. That's not true at all. So you are correct in that I could have been working as efficiently as I was now. Now, how to do that? Okay, you need to minimize your overhead significantly, probably living out of a car or sharing a room with seven people. There's a way to do it. So I do want to acknowledge what you said, though. You are correct. I did not need to make millions before I started living a true and meaningful designed life. You do; Those don't go hand in hand. How did I do it? I um, went to physical therapy school, actually. So I spent seven years and $350,000 on a undergrad degree and then a doctorate degree in physical therapy. And then I opened up my own physical therapy clinics. And then that led into a medical management company where I manage other people's doctors' businesses for them. And then I staff it. So basically they're hands off and I do all the work and make them a ton of money, but I get a little bit of it too. So, and then as I built all those, I built a platform so other people could participate in the platform live their best life within my platform and now they don't want to go anywhere else because they're making the money and living the life that they want to live because my mission is let's all live a designed life and so if everybody in my company can live that best design life with their vision of success at this moment it's just this beautiful harmonious situation and it's great for me because i get to live at airbnbs all over the world and um do as I wish. So it's, uh, we're all in the phase that we need to be and they'll come and go as they need something else. But right now that's how I built it. And there's lots of ways to do it. You can minimize your overhead and spend more of your time planning. That's fine too. That's probably better than the way I did it. The way I did it is like torture. And if you could go back in time to when you started your first business, what would you tell that person? I would tell them if I go back in time, I would tell I would tell young Roland to focus and stop doing what he thinks he should be doing and actually start doing what he wants to do. We get one life and performing and acting like someone you're not is a is the biggest way to waste it. 
And how did you eliminate yourself from that story of thinking you had to do that? Oh, good question. <laughs> a lot, a lot of therapists, a lot of money, a lot of money <laughs> spent on therapists and coaches. Um, no, uh, you know, it's here's what I've learned is through my experience, and there could, there's many different ways to do this. My experience has been in order to self-actualize, you need to move through a, you need to move through a journey of starting to remove yourself from yourself. So starting to almost watch you and your actions and your thoughts, um, you know, emotional intelligence, right. It's becoming a big thing. So starting to actually watch you outside of you. And that's kind of the gateway to where it all begins. And that's where all the meaningful self work starts of, because otherwise you're hypnotized and you're in the story, you're in the dream. So you're, you're, if you don't step out and question and look and observe, it's too late. You're already dreaming. You're already hypnotized. They, they say, and, th- and this is not like religious talk. They say like, actually we spend 60% of our day hypnotized, meaning that we are just going and doing these agreements that have been established by us for our life. So we just go through the motions. So we're awake. We're not, our eyes aren't hypnotized, if you will, but we're just doing things without thinking about them. And uh, that can be scary. It's interesting that you said that. And how oh, do you it's, like, it's way more I, interesting. I, I, yeah, yeah. The, the, the deeper you go, yeah, you say it's interesting now and it is interesting, but oh, there's so much more there. And that's, it's dangerous territory because it starts questioning everything you're doing and it can the American traditional American way of living becomes put at question and threat. And so a lot of people will choose not to see those things. They just don't want to because they result, they're uncomfortable to look at because it it starts making what we're doing. We start to see the truth behind it. And so we start to, we're wearing certain clothes, certain watches, saying certain things, working a certain job because it's become our identity and it's our version of, claiming safety and status within the world. And so we're trying to hold on to something that's very worldly and, and rightfully so people are admiring you. I mean, the biggest thing that put that, that did me dirty was everyone admiring me continuously for my cars, my watch, cause I made a ton of money and I showed it all off cause I wanted their attention at the time and they gave it to me. And that was the problem is it, it turned into, I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for them, other people. And, uh, that's, that's, a not a fun way to live. Uh, and, and you can, and you can stay hypnotized for potentially your whole life. If you don't want to unhypnotize, there's a lot, plenty of people who don't, I think a lot of our previous generation, those who are on verge of retirement now, they're a prime example of hypnotism. I don't think they ever asked why they just did. What tips would you give someone who wants to live a life by design? Where should they start? Well, I'll go back to, again, clarifying what you're building and what you want. I'll use my story, for example. I always wanted to travel the world, really just full time. Who doesn't? So awesome. Um, and so I wanted this life that I'm building now for, for quite some time. However, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I went through a phase where I got lost. I did. I, I got lost in the world was so happy with me making money and buying stuff and showing them how cool I was. They loved it. And it felt good to be important. Um, but it wasn't until I started to second guess my view of why do I need to feel seen and important? Because that's the real problem was why, why do I care so much? Why do I need this attention? So living a life by design 
takes internal work first, because if you aren't sure, if you're not positive that you're building a life for you underneath the hypnotism, because like I said, you could buy the mansion, the cars, all of it. I've done it. And in the end, you'll have built a life for those things. You'll have a mansion and a car and a $300,000 watch. That's all you'll have because you didn't design something that allowed you to have not a care in the world, ultimate freedom, uh, world travel, uh, four hour work week, five hour work week where you're eating, drinking, experiencing, meditating, surfing, learning languages. I wanted to live a life and that rather than dream and talk about all these neat things that exist in the world, I wanted to do them, learn the languages, eat the food, drink that drink, touch that instrument, hike, climb that mountain. You get one life to do those things and talking about it's not going to, not going to help you, but also building a multi-million dollar business isn't the solution per se. Rather think about it differently I don't want a multiple million dollar business. I don't even want a mansion. I want to be free from the demands and constraints of money and time so that I can go and be myself. Can you follow that design process? So it's, you just need to be intentional around what you're designing. But I could, I would say this in hindsight, I did it the like completely wrong way. I, I learned the hard way pretty much every single time. However, you can always start with ground being grounded and clear around what that life looks and then build it from there. Cause building it once you've gotten building it, once you unbuilding it, once you built it is a lot harder because this, those stories have been reinforced that whole time. And it becomes very difficult to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it differently and not be involved and live a different life and change my identity. That's tough for us because especially young people, you know, I'm 31, we're just building our identity. And so to keep sacrificing these old versions of ourselves can be hard because then what are we left with? Right. Scary. And did you have any limiting beliefs around this can be my life? I can work five hours. I can travel. I can do whatever I want. You know? Oh yeah. hundred million percent. <laughs> I, so my, so I'm a coach now and you know, executive coach, business coach, whatever you want to call it. In the end, it all comes down to all of you guys are special and beautiful and have the, have a gift to share that can make you rich and fulfilled. So it's always around examining beliefs. Um, obviously freeing yourself from time and money by strategizing and using your business well is a great way to speed that up. Um, but the, the secret really would be, the secret really would be looking at, I just hate to give too much credit to money. Um, and so when you're examining your belief systems, I think you want to look at why you want things. Cause I, I would, I would tell you right now, I don't even know if you actually want a lot of things that you think you want. I think that we haven't put much thought into it. We just assume we want that thing. Um, whereas when you actually look at what that means, it's very, very, very different than wanting it and then getting it. There's cause and effect and there's no free, everything has its consequences. Living right now on the road, I have lost my sense of belonging and community and it's hard for me because I am unable to make 
close friends and be connected to a community that has issues. And I never knew how much I would miss that until now. And to be not in part of a community, um, it's difficult. So it's, there's always a trade-off. And so really giving some thought to what you're getting and what that actually means. Because I think a lot of times we want to be free from money. That's the goal is to be free from money. That's why we're working so hard. It's why we're building a business is to actually get free from it. But then if you start looking at people's actions, they're building this burden and spending all their money. So it's like, we're not becoming free from it. And so they typically, yeah, it, it, you feel very unsatisfied and empty that whole time because you're not acting out. You're never becoming free of it. It's haunting you and actually owning you, which is so ironic, right? The business you're building never actually creates the life you want. And, and to be honest, that's your own fault, right? There's no one else to blame besides you. You built it and you can change. You can always choose, but people don't, it's tough to change your identity once you're that deep. That's why being young in your twenties and thirties, you can build it right surround yourself by good mentors, good people, the information's out there and people want to help you. People like me, I'm hired to help someone do this. I mean, and they're, and they're out there. I think, but, I, but to go back to your original question about beliefs, I think we're unworthy. I think we feel we're unworthy or that lifestyle's really unattainable. I think we like the idea, but I think deep down a lot of us believe, oh, I can't become free of money and time, right? Not, not before I'm 65, right? Or whatever the narrative is. So yeah, I, I had those same beliefs. And what work have you been doing on your mindset and how often do you work on it? <laughs> Every day. I, honestly, part of that 60, 70 hour work week that I don't do, that I actually secretly do do is, um, yeah, probably a good 20 hours a week of, of um, third person journaling, um, tons of self-work. I have two coaches. I have a coach who coaches my brain and then a coach who coaches my, my businesses. It's a, it's a never ending process. And I, I, I've fallen in love with that process. Now, let me say this to people who are in their 20s and 30s. Becoming something is different than participating in self-improvement. I, you don't get a medal for reading 85 books and posting in a, a motivational uh, tweet or a motivational picture that says, every mountain's meant to be climbed, hashtag live your life. You don't get points for that. You get points for climbing that mountain and changing someone else's life so that they can climb that mountain too. So th that, that would be one thing I would say is, yes, I improve my mindset and my, my, my abilities constantly, but the points are scored by doing it, not reading the books and walking the walk. It's becoming very fashionable now to improve yourself. But I would ask for what? Right. What are you becoming? What are you going to do? And then when are you going to do it? That's what, that, that, that's what you're going to be measured by. I saw one of your videos and you're talking about like ignoring the competition. Can you go into that? Yeah. So actually for those who are available this coming Tuesday, um, you should come too. For those who are available this Tuesday, um, by the time this probably goes live, it'll be past Tuesday. But anyways, uh, I am doing a live course that I've historically charged for. I've done part of like my coaching curriculum, but I'm doing it for free and live, which is fun. I love doing live events. I, I, I'm not one to post pre-recorded stuff. There's too much of that out there. I like being with people. So this webinar I'm teaching, the spin off is basically 
realizing who you are and what you do and then realizing what they see you as and what they actually want from you and being able to blend those two things and then ultimately creating a platform that allows people to come to you. So part of ignoring the competition is literally like actually ignoring them, just becoming the clear solution to the audience that needs you. It's, it's, it's easier for us and they love it. Your clients love it because it's like, yes, that person's for me. The problem is, yeah, the noise is very loud and we have mentors telling us to do things that aren't you and that your clients never asked for. And so here you are, you're starting acting not authentic. Instead, you're walking the walk because a book told you to. And then on top of that, you're trying to give your clients what they think they want rather than just listening. So yeah, I, I, it's what I've done in all of my businesses, just clearly been the solution for the right people. And um, yeah, they'll come to you when they're ready. In the meantime, I'm going to spend my time listening. And can you talk about retiring at 27? I just find that so fascinating. <laughs> and like, how'd you do that? And how'd you feel afterwards? So here's the angle I'm going to go on this. And it's probably a different answer than you would hear from most people. Retirement in itself, what is that? Like, what's that mean? There's probably a definition, I think, if you looked up a dictionary. But I mean, really, what's that mean? Because kind of, we all choose when we're going to retire. And it's typically based off, I would say, a dollar amount, at least in America. That's when we decide. So why did I get to, to, to retire at 27? Don't get me wrong. I'm still working. I put the same 60 hours a week. And like I said, that involves paddleboarding, floating in a float tank, watching baseball games. I consider all of that just as important because that's what makes me and my life and my ability to be that person for everybody else. So what I mean by retirement is I've retired from that hustle where I'm owned by money and owned by time. That's retirement is I now do what I want when I want to do it. So does that mean I don't work anymore? No. Does that mean I don't make just as much or more money? Yeah, let me be clear. I've retired by making more money now than I did when I was working. And you'll find that because you're being your authentic self and you're actually sharing your gift with people who want it. And that typically ends in making more money and being more fulfilled. How did I get to do it? I set out goals. I wanted, I wanted enough money and I'm not going to tell you because you guys all make fun of me, but I, there's a certain amount of, I just picked an absurd number and I was like, okay, well, and here's the cool thing about being young is it's easier to hit that number because it's going to historically, not guaranteed, but historically, if you invest well, it'll keep doubling itself every seven years, basically. And so if we start now, that 5 million will turn into by the time we're 90, I don't know, 200 million. Honestly, that's, that's how it works. So, and lots of stuff could happen, but historically it's always been like a, that return. So I had that n- number in mind, but I, but I was never going to stop working. It was just like, cool. Now I don't ever need to save again. So that's why I call that definition of retiring is now I just need to like live life, but I don't need to save any more money. I'm set. I'll have more money than I could ever that I'd ever need. So that was my vision of retirement, but that could change with everybody. It just depends on what you want. So I, like I said, my goal is to be free of money and free of time. So how do I do that? I develop a investment strategy that makes me never have to work again. And then now every cent that I make from now is just bonus. And that's a fun place to be because you're basically invincible, right? You're, you're making enough money to 
sustain life, a very good life, but then you also have enough in your investments that will secure you that lifestyle, even if you weren't working. Cool place to be. And it can look however it needs. I would say this, it just needs to fulfill the lifestyle you want to you want to live. That's all that it needs to do. So whatever that dollar amount or work structure is, cool. That's that's what that's what we need to build. And what inspires you to get into coaching? Oh man, that moment we all hear about this question, right? And and, and this is an important question to ask yourself often. You don't have to ask this in times of <laughs> In, 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 in tough times, that's usually when people ask themselves is in like this, like deep phase of questioning or depression. You don't need to ask, ask yourself this question. Then you can ask it all the time. And that question is, if money was no object, what would you do? And so I found myself in a frustrating place. I think a lot of us find ourselves, um, I'd done the things, bought the stuff and uh, it was going great, but I still felt empty inside really it was kind of all for nothing the dream of buying all that stuff was way more exciting than actually having it the idea of having it the quest for getting it so then you can only hang out there for so long so yeah I asked myself what would I do um my coach asked me what would you do if if money was no object because it has become no object so he's like well now what are you going to do and I I started I look looking for opportunities to, to just put myself out there in the community, but I didn't want to like fill bags of beans and go to a high school dance and monitor the back left exit door. Um, that that type of work wasn't what I wanted to do. Anyone could do that. I wanted to use my skill set and, and donate it for free to people who need it. <clears throat> well, I started mentoring people, and that turned into all sorts of people. And so I started doing group formats. And uh, just for free, just, just lending my knowledge, really just telling them my story of how I became financially free so young. And then I took that data back to my coach and I was like, hey, here's all these things that I was doing. And what we found was all of the groups I was involved with and all of the boards that I sat on, all of the conferences I went to, I was not going to those to benefit my own business. I was going, if, if you look at what I was doing at all those times, I would go to there, to, to those places, find people who were struggling where I was a couple of years ago and just hang out with them and teach them. I didn't know I was doing this. I just enjoyed doing it. I thought I was just being a social, nice person. Well, there was more to it there. And so after this mentoring kind of stuff that I was doing in my local community, yeah, my coach and I were brainstorming. He's like, Roland, you're a coach. Like, that's just what you are. And so, Yeah. Uh, two months later, grabbed my first client. And now it's been almost uh, two years of uh, coaching uh, ambitious business people who want freedom. That's, that's who I specialize in. You know, if you want absurd amounts of money, there's other coaches for that. If you want to become free to be you, uh, which by the way, will make you stupid amounts of money. Uh, then yeah, then, then those are my people. And how do you help people find their gifts? So I, huh, I've never had anyone ask the question like that. I'll tell you why I don't like that question being worded that way. And it could be a story of mine. You know, they had their gift the whole time and they were using it and actively using it every single day. And even if it wasn't shining quite like it could one day, it was still being practiced or actively suppressed. Something was happening to it. I would say I don't help them find their gift. I think that I help them 
realize that the life they want to live and the work they want to do is too important not to be done and that there is a way and it's a lot simpler than they might think. So the byproduct of that is their gifts just start coming out as we find ways and opportunities for them to be their authentic self with, with people. I don't necessarily coach them to do that. I would say I just help them remove the barriers, remove the barriers and shine light on the things that are keeping them from there. That's a coach. That's a coach. So I don't help. I don't really do anything for anyone. I just shine light on the barriers, the weaknesses and the things that aren't helping them. Those could be beliefs. Those could be actions. Those could be harmful practices that are preventing them from moving forward. All I do is just have conversations about it with them. They're smart and capable of doing it. They just might not see it in the way that it can become actionable. So that's what I help them do. I just shine light on it and help them act on it. But really they do all the hard work. I'm just there to help them make it happen 20 times faster than it would have normally, which is how you retire in you know, three or four years of working is hit the fast forward button and do everything that you were going to do. Just do it in four years instead of 40. <laughs> When's a good time to get a coach? And what's one of the biggest benefits you think from getting You a coach? need one at all times, but you need to make sure that you're hiring the, this is something it's, it's a, here's a challenge is coaching is there's no license. There's no certificate. I mean, there are stuff, but I mean, come on, not really. There's no governing body. It's, it's a, it's, a, it's that consulting and informational property world is unregulated. Anyone can sell the knowledge that they know, they know about anything and they have the right to charge whatever they want for it. So the reason I say everyone needs a coach really at all times is there's coaches out there who will help you with the phase that you're in at the moment. So I have a coach right now. I don't know if you do. We all need one because the phase that we're in, we could move faster if we had one. So let's say you're just, let's say you're 20. You just turned 20 years old. You're beginning the career and you, you need to get kind of, you need to do some third person journaling basically and find out, Hey, why is Roland not, you know, experiencing bliss and happiness right now? What's, what's stirring inside of him that's making him want to do something different and use that data to hire the right coach. So if your issue is, does that make sense? It seems that it's a bit, there's basically coaches out mm-hmm. there for everything that you're struggling with. If it's satisfaction, there's somebody out there for that. If it's career advancement, there's somebody out there for that. If it's finding the right career, there's coaches that will help you find the right career. If it's finding your gift, there's coaches out there who will help you brainstorm and find your gift. If it's leadership, someone help you lead better, make your resume look better. I mean, it's, you should hire someone to help you. If you can't knock it out of the park, hire someone. I know it costs money. And yeah, I know that sucks, but the faster we can make all of those other things, not barriers, the faster, just more money and opportunity to be floating to you. You won't have anything to do with it. So creating a budget for coaching is, is imperative. You just, you need that. And there's a coach that can help you at all phases. How to do get divorced. There's divorce coaches. They'll teach you how to get a divorce. I'm just telling you, there's a coach out there who will help you. You just need to uh, seek them out, find them. Most of them are on LinkedIn. Honestly, there, that's a huge place for consultants and just go shopping. Yeah. 
And what is something lighting you up right now? Oh man, I would say great question. I've been in a, these last three weeks, I've been working on something different with an, another coach that I've hired to help build some, I'm doing a retreat next year. My first uh, multi-day re- retreat with non-clients. So anyone can participate in this retreat. And it's the first time I've done that. Usually it's been a, just for active private clients. What's lighting me up right now is understanding that, and this is something that'll totally resonate with you and probably a lot of your listeners and anyone in this like phase of life. Cause it's so, it's such a, it's such a, frustrating phase of life, your, your teens, twenties and thirties, it is just so frustrating because you know, you have so much to give and you're just not participating in a world or a platform right now that's letting you do it. And it's so frustrating because you know, you have more and you're just, but you don't understand why you're not able to do it. So what's lighting me up right now is realizing that that feeling doesn't stop. It stays around forever as long as you stay self-aware. So what's lighting me up right now is realizing that you can feel, you can, you, you, you can become grateful for that feeling and take it as a suggestion rather than a, uh, something you have to live with. So that's telling you something and then act on what it's telling you, but don't accept that agreement. You are not, whatever that is saying. I think somebody, people in their twenties and thirties can resonate with that is that voice is telling us something. And we typically turn that into an emotional response and feel some certain way about it. Usually negative change that into a suggestion, not an agreement, and then act on what that is suggesting because there's something probably deeper there that would serve you better if you acted on that rather than just hearing that suggestion. Oh, you could never do that because you're not like her. And then accepting that agreement, oh, that's the worst thing you can do for yourself. And that's what your 20s are all about now, right? Being, being, being 20 right now is a hard time because it's, there's people profiting off of your insecurities. And so they are amplifying that noise and poking at it as hard as they can. And then you have people who raise in a different generation who don't resonate with it and they want you to feel bad because you didn't have to suffer like they did or whatever. That's tough. It's a tough, tough time of life to, to be in. Uh, and we've seen some rough economic things that challenge our sense of safety. It's brutal. A lot of noise out there. But like I said, change that from an agreement that you're accepting to a suggestion, just some data that you're feeling. It's telling you something you need to do. And it's probably not that stupid bullshit thing that you react to and turn it into. It's not that you're not, not her. You're not her. And you're not supposed to be her. You're supposed to be someone else. Right. So don't, 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 don't think you need to be that person or more like that person. That's, that's not what that suggestion is telling you. What that suggestion is telling you is stop worrying about it because you can just be you. And what is something that most people don't know about you? You know, I think people see somebody who's happy, wealthy, travels. Oh, he probably inherited his daddy's money, blah, 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 whatever their story is. What they don't see is the pain, the pain I actively live with. Like I'm talking imposter syndrome at its finest. Um, There isn't a day that I wake up that I don't hear, who do you think you are? Stop doing this. 
you should quit. Who are you to tell anyone how to, you know, who are you to give anyone advice? Who are you to help anyone? You're a disaster. That's what people don't know. I'm going to try and do a little bit better job going forward of sharing some of that with everyone because I think they need to see that I experienced that too. You can be wealthy and have it all and have nothing. <laughs> like until you are you and happy with you, you that's the goal, right? And so as my Facebook posts about me being anywhere, wherever I want and having unlimited money, that's not an incomplete, that's an incomplete story, but they don't see is what I feel and think about because it's the struggle is there just like it is with with all of us. You still wake up and you still feel driven to be better, do more. So rewriting that narrative and turning it into something pro- progressive, that, that's something our generation is faced with that the world doesn't understand is the senses of the sense of inadequacy and insecurity and un, being unsafe and having to be different than us has never been at its higher, which is so funny because there's so much of this individualism talk going on, but it's all talk. The reality is we're probably the most insecure and unsafe with a generation that's existed. And it's because people are preying on us and making money off of our insecurities. And it's a, it's a tough world. So that's, that's what I think people don't see is I live in that same pain and same doubt. And it just comes down to not accepting those agreements and doing something about it. Um, and I hope that one day it stops and I stop hurting and I can be present um, with myself and with everyone else. But I, I struggle with that same stuff that we all do. And if you're having a bad day, what do you do to shift your energy? Great question for the time. Cause I've been really working on this <laughs> right now, you know, find out where that's coming from. Cause that's not you. There's no such thing as a bad day, right? That's not a thing. It's just a day. So agreements you have accepted made it into a bad day because it rained, because you lost a sale, because you got online and someone's on a vacation and you're not. And then the coffee machine broke right after that. Now it's a bad, right? There's no such thing as a bad day. It's just Tuesday, right? That's just, that is what it is. So what I've started doing is just understanding why it's a bad day. What about this makes it a bad day? Because it really is no different than any other day. And once you can learn that, you can start learning lessons that you'll take forward so you have less bad days because it's just Tuesday. What's something that you've been learning right now? It can be anything. Something I am learning. Oh man, all sorts of stuff. I can't stop learning. I I freaking love learning. Right now, I'm putting a lot of my effort into understanding, understanding human psychology. I would say this last year, I am just all in on the brain and um, what's going on. It is, that is something I just can't stop learning about it right now. It is just, it's so apparent that it's so apparent that this world we're living in is artificial and we've created it. And so the power to create a different world that would serve us better, that excites me. And then learning how to learn more about that so I can teach it to other people that to help them that that's where I'm putting my, all my eggs in that basket right now, because I think that's going to be a very important currency in the next five years, given everything that's going on right now. I think this is, 
shift is going to cause things to be different going forward. And I think people are going to be looking inward now more than ever, and they're going to need help with that. And, and I want to be able to, 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 to help them. And if you can go back in time and talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell him? To stop trying so hard. Stop trying so hard. And it's not about you. The, it's about what it's about you learning how to be you and then sharing the best parts of that with other people. And it's so much simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And, and, and you can learn how to be what other people want from you really easily because it's who you already are. The difficult part is stop being all of the things that aren't you. That's what I would tell myself. I was trying very hard, exhausting myself. Um, and it was just unnecessary. It didn't need to happen. Thank you for doing this. We're Absolutely. Okay. So fun. I love it. Thanks for, I love what you're doing um, for the world. I think people in this, I don't even think, I, I would go even further. I would say that the, this podcast should be listened to by everyone because I think what's happening right now with these individuals in this generation is happening to all of us. It's just affecting us all in different ways and, and expanding your understanding of how it's changing people and how our actions and thoughts are affecting people in the world, even outside of their 20s. It's affecting all of us and, and we might be making it harder on the people in their 20s and everyone younger than their 20s with the stuff that we're doing. So I, I, love, I love the light that you're shining on this portion of the world. I think it's very, very important. We can't focus on building. We can only focus on building businesses and self-actualization so long, whereas taking those concepts and putting it into language that your audience can understand and the stuff they need to hear. That's, that's powerful. And that's, that's the help that's needed right now. So I totally appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Where can people connect with you? So easiest way to do it is through social media. I travel. And so it's so easy not to have to be called or text because I can't guarantee you my phone number is going to stay the same. Um, but it's Roland Cochran, R-O-L-A-N-D-C-O-C-H-R-U-N. And for those who are in their 20s and in a business already, whether it's your own business or if you're a realtor, loan officer selling something um, on behalf, but through your own business, I have a tool on my website and I can have my people make uh, a uh, offer for your listeners. So we'll call it, um, what's the easiest way for your listeners to name it. So if we were to, I always like to make a hyperlink for them who are listening to follow it. So rollingcochran.com slash the shit show of my twenties, I guess. The shit show of my twenties. <laughs> yep. So we can create that for the people. I'll have that live definitely by the time this podcast, um, goes live and that tool I used it to create my first seven figure business. And I've since had every single client use that tool and seen two to 10 times return. It really just, I'll say this, when you're using the tool, 
if you take your time with it, because if you take your time with it, you will 2X, 3X, 4X your sales. If you just kind of fill it out like it's homework, <laughs> you're not gonna get the return. But take it seriously. It's, it's the fundamentals of this is what the world needs and it can be applied to any business that's, that deals with a client. So if you're doing something for another group of people, you can use this tool, which I would say is all businesses. So um, we'll say, we'll have it be um, uh, rollandcochran.com slash show of my twenties and uh, put that in your URL and it'll pop right up and I'll send it to you. And um, yeah, I think I've figured it out and it resonates deep within uh, people, people are our age who, who want to be themselves and make more money. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes, please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.